Welcome back to another episode of uh, Fighting with Just. Jesus, I'd have messed it up. Fighting for Justice. I got too many things in my hair right now. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan Luff. Dave Strunfo. And today we have a very special guest. I, I'm so proud to be here. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say, Nick, Councilwoman Kendra Brooks, thank you for your time. Welcome, we appreciate welcome. you. Thank you for having me. Yes. Wow. I don't even want to sing your praises, but why don't you sing your praises right now? Let us know who you are. Let us know what you do. Let us know your job description. Look at the people. Tell them who you are. <laughs> All right. So I am Councilmember Kendra Brooks. I'm the first ever elected Working Families Party elected official in the state of Pennsylvania over 70 to 100 years. I ran on the third party ticket as an independent with the goal of uh, GOP out, Working Families Party in. Um, the way city council was set up, there are 17 city council members. At, there are 10 district seats, seven at large, and there are two seats that in the city charter says are reserved for a minority party. And those two seats have traditionally went to Republican candidates. So I ran as a working family party uh, elected in 2019 um, and won one of the seats that were reserved for a minority party. Um, and it's been, it's been super exciting. Like I ran on a platform around public education. Housing as a human right, um, criminal justice reform, um, and just fighting for real people in communities. Because so often, you know, in politics, they get left out. You know, they become talking pieces. You know, one of the first things that I found in council when I'm debating some of my colleagues, you're talking about money. I'm talking about people. <laughs> so when money and people, like, we're not talking the same language. I want to know what it's going to look like for a family that's making $20,000 a year with two children. If your money doesn't line up to the needs of that particular family, I have a problem with it. Um, and that's why I ran for office. I've, it's been um, an interesting time. We came in during COVID. I was elected in 19, took office in 20, pandemic hit in March. So three months in council, we were working from home, trying to find, figure out how to do virtual legislation with new staff that I just hired. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, they had to Google everything. Like, I pull up, we'll go back to the office, <laughs> get the charters. Like we were like trying to figure it out. But, you know, I was committed to making sure I satisfied why I ran for office. You know, mm -hmm. you know, being a black woman from North Philadelphia, single mom, work my way through college, I understand issues from a different lens. It's not about just the policy. It's about being an impacted person and understanding the struggle and knowing people that are currently still in the struggle and what does it mean to really create a city of our dreams for working class people in Philadelphia. And so often they're left out. You know, we talk about big dollars, big money, center city, sure. the haves and the have nots, mm -hmm. eds and meds. No one talks about the people who have to receive those services mm -hmm. sure. and the impact of the investments that we make on those services or corporations, how does that impact everyday working people in Philadelphia? Sure. So that's who I am. So <laughs> I'm about that life. That's, so that's I, what I do. <laughs> <laughs> so the one thing that I think is absolutely awesome is you are a third party candidate. Is that correct? Yes. I did want to make sure 
I'm not misspeaking. So yep, correct. Party. Feel free to so correct So I'm not me a Democrat. At, I'm not a Republican. Awesome. My party is working families. When I looked that up, I brought it up to Jonathan. I was like, I'm pretty sure she's third party, which is amazing because we've brought it up on the podcast before. One of the ways that we truly kind of think there can only really be change is if we start incorporating more parties. Right? Nobody seems to work together because they don't have to. Right? You take this position, I take this position, and then Nothing that's it. Happens. Right? Nothing happens. We Nothing hold our happens. ground. When you have a third party, that kind of mixes it up because now these two people have to come to you mm-hmm. and say, hey, we have this idea. And you can say, one of you have to convince me. Right. <laughs> right. So just because I do like to educate our viewers as much as we can, you know, what's the party stand for? Right. What are your values? Our values are grounded in the things that support working people. So Working Families Party is a national party. We have elected people across the country. They also have working family endorsed. I saw folks. that. So Fetterman could, is one of them, I believe, right? Fetterman is one. Okay. Um, a bunch of our state reps um, are Working Families Party endorsed. Mm-hmm. And city council is myself, Helen Gim, and Isaiah Thomas. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Um, are all WFP endorsed. And what we do is... Our platform is centered around the needs of working people, whether it's housing, whether it's education, whether it's um, fair wages. One of the things we fought for was fair work weeks, you sure, know, sure. Uh, paid sick leave, just the basic things that support working families. And we're, the thought is, like, there are a lot of like-minded folks mm-hmm. that oh, want to see real change. Mm-hmm. But our current two-party system, system hasn't allowed um, an elected person to be able to stand up and fight for those things in a way that they are non beholden. So, like I've said, I'm one of the things my favorite person um, is uh, Ella Baker and Shirley Chisholm because uh, Shirley Chisholm is unbought and unbossed. Mm-hmm. And I live by that. I don't owe anybody anything. <laughs> you can be mad, but that's it. Right. You know I, mean? like, <laughs> I got here knocking doors, talking to people, sure. right. and, you know, raising money from folks who are everyday working people, not big corporate checks, not. Packs, right, right. packs, and yeah. all that. The like uh, the packs that supported me were packs of working sure. organizations right. that had to scrape it up from fifty dollar, hundred dollar donations. Sure, right. Sure, but sure. If, if we're if we're gonna be honest, right, like it it puts you at a disadvantage, right? Because those million dollar packs, those billion dollar packs, you grind it. It takes you so long, so much work to individually put together millions of dollars at fifty at a time. Yes, it's a lot of people. But it, it creates such a demand, right? Everybody's going to expect the world. And what I feel like as public, um, sir, sir, like public officers, that's what we all do. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. all work for the public, right? So when people come to us, there's always a fire to put out. It doesn't matter. Like oh, as yeah. soon as you put out the one, 15,000 <laughs> more are coming right behind it. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't allow you to do anything. But like you're so busy and you're grinding so often that like it's not it's not actually sustainable for very long, right? So what I suggest is <laughs> you need to partner with people with money who have ideals that align with yours. Because the only way I really think this works is if some of us make enough money that you have some millionaires in your pocket too. I totally so we do have some sure. well off people that <laughs> yeah no they they definitely must yes. and it, it the, but the system the government the idea of the government is that theoretically the only reason they're necessary is because some unfortunately some people make bad decisions oh, right there are there are parents who may be struggling with drugs and they they you know now their children we have to take care of mm-hmm. right where's that money going to come from 
It has to come from our tax dollars, right? Those who can afford it must pay for those who can't. There's no other way. I I understand that the rich don't like that. And I, and as I creep up there, I start to understand why, because it does, it does hurt to see your tax numbers hit almost half of your money annually. It's not fun. I'm not gonna lie. It's not fun, but a necessary evil it is because without it, I don't see how we are supposed to keep our ideals funded because we have to connect it to what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's a, it's a delicate balance where I wish we could work together. I wish that the sides could actually say, listen, let's do what's best for everybody instead of everybody's response being, well, at least I'm not that. Right. I'm like, I'm tired of people in all parties saying, well, why should I'm I vote for you? Well, at least I'm not at Republican. At least I'm not Democrat. Right. right. I'm like, it's not a, everybody's it's not a saying <laughs> that literally I am just better, th- like I'm just as good as I need to be to win. That's why we keep losing. Well, that's a if problem. we were actually. <laughs> the bar is too low. Right. The bar, the bar is, is too low. low. If we picked better people and we let them tell the truth. They're not ready for the truth. Oh, well, they're going to get ready today. <laughs> <laughs> Could I, just simple questions. How long's your term? Four years. Okay. So every four years. All right. Um, give us an idea. What does uh, just a normal day look like for you? Because I imagine it's <laughs> she her eyes. I imagine it's a lot busier than our viewers think, to be honest. Because sure. a lot of uh, listen, I don't before today, I never met a council person. So okay. I don't know what you do on a day-to-day basis. And I'm assuming it's a lot busier than I think. Oh, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Real life, which is council life. (laughs) Whatever, however you want to, whatever you want to listen. Your life in general, then. Yeah. All right. So I get my kids to school at eight (laughs) o'clock in the morning. Sure. sure. I drop them off at eight o'clock in the morning, Mm -hmm. heading to City Hall. I usually get in around 8 15, 8 30. I do a lot of reading before everyone comes in. Um, My first meetings usually start around 9, 9 30. They could be with constituents, they can be with community organizations. It could be with other city agencies. Um, that's my first meeting. It's like 9.30. <laughs> I might have one at 11. Sometimes they schedule me a lunch. Then I might have to go out of the building to, for other meetings or <laughs> convenings or briefings and mm-hmm. all of that. Then back in the building again for more meetings, some internal meetings to get my staff um, to check in. Um, meet with my legal team about legislation that we're trying to move. Mm-hmm. It's also planning for future legislation or things that people have emailed us or sent us that they would like for us to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, I meet with my constituent services team who does most of the answering of the phone calls to find sure. out um, whatever's happening in the community. Um, we also plan special events. So we recently just did like a neighbors out mm-hmm. and we had all city services that we get frequently calls about mm-hmm. come out to Wingahawken Street um, and then I paid for food trucks to feed folks and had um, mutual aid with fresh groceries, fresh fruits and vegetables all free to a community. Um, sometimes I go to other people's ag- events around the city mm-hmm. um, and partner with some of my colleagues whether it's the sheriff's department because um, they give out a lot of locks and things mm-hmm. and we meet with the Register of Wills who's been doing a lot of work around tangled titles um, and property yeah, that theft, is. that's a really big thing in Philly. Okay. So if you have siblings and your parents are deceased and you own a house, this heir property, mm-hmm. um, the title was tangled. So sometimes someone can live in a house, 
But not have the title? Does not have the title. Got and it. you don't qualify for any assistance from the city as long as the, tang- the, the title was tangled. So you can't do any major renovations <clears throat> oh, or anything. It. Okay. So, okay. And sometimes it's like generations of folks yeah, that are still imagine. on the title. So right. it's like which, a, is, which is another problem that we're finding a lot is that it, the, the misinformation is just that essentially, guys, you, you need to have wills. Right. Like it is so like when you when the law is bad, once the problem has happened. Right. We need to understand what the law is for. Right. It, it is always for the worst case scenario. If you don't need the will, fine. If ain't nobody arguing about it, fine. But you should have a will all the time because nobody knows how your kids are going to act or how your people are going to act when you're not here. The point is now we have to speculate and guess what you wanted. Which we can't, you're not here anymore. Yep. And then the real problem is, especially in this scenario, if you don't have a will, do you know how hard it is to actually get a title in your name? Right. You have to like, oh, you have open to pay lawyers case. that yeah. you can't afford. But it, even yeah, with us, exactly. we, all, all, all we're going to do is argue with each other because we're trying to prove something we can't actually prove, which is what a deceased person wants. Well, no, not even that. Do you know the hoops you have to jump through right. when there's no will? You don't have to argue with anybody. It's just, you know, how, like, you know how much money it costs? They have to appoint administrators. You need lawyers. Like, this is all money where if you're talking about a house mm-hmm. that you, you're you going to have to pay people. So you either have right. to sell the house that you're trying to get, mm-hmm. and then what's the point, right? Or you just don't do it, and then you have the problems that And one saying. of the, th- the government piece of it is that a lot of times families in the city or just families that can't afford it end up just losing the house. Losing yep. the house. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then it becomes property of the city to sell off and do whatever. And that's a way that people lose generational wealth. A lot of times seniors work really hard for these properties mm-hmm. to, for them just to be given away, given away. or mm-hmm. just lost yep. through share sales. So that's like a major issue that we run into in the city. Mm-hmm. So. Just ask me on the air. Yeah, no, I, I just want to... <laughs> I want to deduct it because that's what I thought. Because I, I don't do will, so I, I wouldn't just put it out there. Oh, I got you. I got you. You know what I mean? I wanted to make sure. But as of right now, we do for five hundred. But mm-hmm. we'll talk. And again, the, the idea of this is supposed to be that we are trying to help you guys with information. So we don't need to squeeze the money out of you. If everybody comes to us, wills aren't really. They're kind of boilerplate. I, I mean, my my policy. Yeah, I never try to make money on a will. Right. Right. Because it's not. All I'm trying to do is build a relationship with my client. You trust me. You get protected. And then, honestly, if something happens or you need a lawyer for something serious, you get in a car accident, things like that, then you have my number. Right? Because the will, making money on a will, really, like like he said, the will's already written. I have to put your name in it, maybe your you know addresses, a, maybe a bank account. Like, that's it. Right? It takes me less than an hour. I'm not going to try to make money off of you to make sure you get your property. All right. It's, so next time I do my community event, I'll be reaching right on out to you guys so my I, seniors can come up. Because when we did our last event, the majority of the seniors came out around the new property assessments that just happened in Philly mm-hmm. and making sure they were getting homestead exemption or loop. Okay. Um, but we didn't have, we had information about wills, but not for them to be able to. Yeah, my loss, so it. I went to Widener, but they used to do, um, and I'm going to forget the name, of course. All right, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and waste time. But essentially, <laughs> it's a program for vets, right? Okay. So they and I forget the name and I apologize, but it's just a free event, right? So the vets come and all the law students, with the help of the professors, they help them write wills on the spot, mm, interesting. right? So that way, because again, a lot of people think if I don't have anything, I don't need a will. You do, 
It doesn't mean anything. Right. The only thing you can do is protect yourself. The will's not going to hurt you. Right. Right. So if you have it, you're protected. Right? right. And you don't have to worry about things like, how do I transfer the title? Right. When you have a will, it's actually very easy then. Because you can go into the, you know, orphan's court. You could say, I have the will. You get the letters. You can transfer the title yourself. Right? You don't even need a lawyer at that point. Because the title company has to listen to you. Because now you have legal authority to transfer a title. Without that will, you do. I've, I don't actually handle... If somebody dies without a will, I don't handle it. I've never done one. The court has to appoint lawyers and administrators. And if you have property, the only thing that happens is it gets, it. I mean, you're, if you had property, you're going to have a lot less. So that's why wills for five hundred dollars is completely worth it. It is worth. It's worth the money. And I'm not just saying that to try to get clients. He knows. I talked to somebody today. I charge them five hundred dollars because that's my. It's been my policy since I've started. So. I mean, I think it's well worth it. I mean, if you're concerned about generational wealth or passing on all that you work for. Yeah. Right. And there's also... Even if it's not a lot. Right. And, the, and I'll tell Whatever you, one, it you don't want something. it to just go to the city. And the funny thing is just having... <laughs> they're going to take it. And right. having a little info can help. I mean, you don't need a will to pass a house. Right. right? So sitting down with families before someone passed away is right. actually... Because look at it this way. If you put a... Uh, this is free advice, right? If you put a house in a will and it's going to somebody who's not your spouse, there will be estate taxes. Depending on who it is, it'll it'll either be low, right? So if it's a child, it's the lowest. I think mm -hmm. it's like 4%. If it's your friend, it's 12%, right? It really dictates. So again, if you put that house in your... my, I did it with my dad. So my dad put his house in my name, right? He's a life tenant. This... We're getting kind of legal, but it's important, right? Because he can live in the house. He has all the authority. When he passes away, it's my house. I don't have to pay taxes. I don't have to transfer a title. I don't have to go to court, right? And I didn't have to pay anybody to do anything. The house is mine. So it's little pieces of info like that, where if people did that before someone passed away, they don't even need to talk about it, right? They, the house is theirs. This might be just worth like a whole podcast. Oh no! We can. <laughs> Listen, anytime you, you can so call many, me. I'm telling you, you can call me anytime. But that's so many seniors yeah. get mm -hmm. stuck at this point right there and don't mm -hmm. want to be bothered yeah. with the hassle. Right. And the, here's the funny thing: if you if you spoke to an elderly person, you can I can type the will because it's very simple. Well, not the will. I can type the deed because it's extreme. Again, it's boilerplate because it's just it's a simple deed. And all they have to do is make sure they sign it and notarize it and put whoever they want on it. And guess what? That house is theirs when they pass away. The title automatically transfers. You don't have to worry about it, right? Like it's done because it's been filed. Everything's done. I told you. Information. <laughs> information, guys. Don't be afraid of it. So there are things where you wouldn't even, you know, as a council person, you wouldn't even have to worry about, you know, the, the tangled title. If mm -hmm. they had the info just a couple, you know, a month before they passed away, they can take care of it. The will also would be a good backup, just in right. case, right? right. right. You need to do both. Exactly. But mm -hmm. if you if you don't do the kind of estate planning, get a will. It's the cheapest, easiest thing to do. So, so we, we good on wills? We want to move yeah, on? Yes. Listen, I just wanted to give some that free advice. <laughs> hey, listen, that's what we're here for, guys. That's what we're here for. But the one topic, and I don't, unless you had a question, because no, I know I really want to talk about education. So, um, I, we did a couple episodes. They're not up yet, so I don't. I no one has seen them, but we've talked about Shapiro. We've talked about Mastriano, kind of their separate education policies. If they win, what they believe in, et cetera, et cetera. And I know you're big on education, mm -hmm. so I don't want to put words in your mouth. Mm -hmm. Tell us what your ideas are in education. 
I, do, I believe that education is something that should be afforded to everyone. And I think when we start moving into a Mastriano plan, when it's um, a voucher system or pay to play, so to say, <laughs> for, for kids. Yeah, right. So it separates the have and the have nots. Mm-hmm. So the parents or families that are already struggling will continue not to have access to those to- those programs because how do you fill out the vouchers? Who t- makes the determination? Who gets the voucher? All these things. And then on the flip side, if you're talking about writing out a check to a family that's making a decision every day no. to eat or pay your bills, right, no. you want me to get this $5,000 <laughs> right, check right. to said school and I got an eviction notice? Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I, that was the first thing I thought. I was like, bro, that's not where the money's going to go. I, even if they mean well, when people have to decide between, like, that's what they're deciding necessity between now. Yeah, right. Exactly. They're, they're, are doing, they're doing that now. And when you give them money, they're probably not going to choose education first. Now, we know because education can is worth it in the long run. We know that. But it... It don't help you if you hungry. You can't learn something if all if you can hungry. think of is I need to eat. Correct. So, like, mm-hmm. you need to fix multiple problems. And I feel like as a government, we need to choose education first, and we don't. Amen. We fund. <laughs> we fund. I've been saying it as long system. as I've been alive. We fund everything except education. We wouldn't. We need- spend forty five thousand dollars a year to incarcerate somebody. We pay fourteen thousand dollars a guys, year to educate this. somebody. That is <laughs> criminal. I, I know. Thank it's you. Criminal. Thank you. Finally. So just imagine <laughs> that forty-five thousand dollar investment into a young person over twelve years would save us. I, don't, I can't even do the math. I, I, it's because a lot the of average money. Average time is what five to ten. That's usually the number you hear. <laughs> you know. Yeah, so that's yeah, already. Yeah. Two hundred. That's already a quarter of a million dollars right there on a five-year sentence. Yeah. Yep. And and we and we throwing them out like skittles. Correct. People get five to ten for anything. Well, and keep we, in mind, prison system is big business. Oh, we I know. Also, it's have, not about it's not it's not about justice. We no, also it's have it's about people making money. Exactly. The well, fact that we have that we have what the most people like on that. probation and parole. In, in the, the country. In the country. That's another in the system country. of making money. Exactly. That's the biggest. I like mean, that's that, first, first and foremost, here's my thing. Let, let's just cut right to the point. Probation and parole, cut it. No need for it. Here's the truth. If they're adults, they are only on probation or parole because they already don't follow our rules, right? <laughs> so, like, that's kind of the point, all right? They're not going to get better at it. Here's the idea, though, is that you have to watch them. No, you don't. If we catch you again... You had your choice, your chance, right? Just stay out of trouble. I shouldn't have to pay somebody because that's why the money is, right? I have to pay a probation officer to actually yeah, watch an another adult, adult. for why? what five to ten years? Exactly to, to come in to then say, hey, he didn't do this. He didn't go he for didn't a job interview. He didn't pay me his probation fee. He yeah. didn't any reason they feel some of them, and I'm not gonna obviously you never say all, but I, some of them will call you back into the court, which then they have to call their lawyer, say, I got to go back on a technical violation, which means like yeah. I really didn't do anything except not listen to my probation officer. Come back in here, pay the lawyer money I don't have, all for us to say this Put him back on probation. Right. right. Put him back on probation. Hey, Extend sir, it. I'm going to extend your probation. I'm going to start you all over again because probation can last forever. Forever. Right? The only thing that subject or subtracts your actual time 
is jail time. If you do the jail time, yeah, they can't, right? Then yeah. they can never go over what we have said the maximum is. However, probation, if it's it if it's one year probation <laughs> for an M3, you could do 364 days violate, and I can restart a whole 364 or yeah. a whole 365, and, and I do can it again do that forever until I decide to either let you go. And there are some times mm -hmm. where I've literally won the argument, like Judge, what are you, you going to do? We're going to be back here again five years from now. Like, look, let this get, this is possession of some of a drug that she clearly still on. Right. Right. So she's, she's still in the midst of her struggle. I, what we're doing with probation ain't working. Yep. So, but no investment is being made in exactly. the actual services to get her through the addiction or through Correct. a program or programming, or you just get a piece of paper and say, call this number and that's it. Right. But I would rather, I would rather us take the money from the, if we shut down all the probation. All of it. Just let it go. Probation yeah. and parole. Put it into education. And put it into education or put the money into the, like, you know, if we just shut down certain things, like, listen, the police officers, uh, I, they need to be educated on the law. Some of, they need some lawyers, okay, because the police, unfortunately, they they look at their job incorrectly the way I see it, right? They, they think that they're there to protect. They're not. They're, they're, they're not supposed to be protecting people the way that the law is written they almost can't do anything until crime you happened. have committed the crime right the only thing they're supposed to do if they're there and they can stop it yes stop it but i'm they're so bad at that i kind of don't even want them to just investigate that's all they're supposed to do mm -hmm. they are supposed to find out information bring it to us and let us the lawyers decide what we think should happen that's our job but they are conflating theirs with ours. Now they're charging people with things that they should never charge them with. And now the system is so slow that by the time I just, if you just arrest people and throw them in, by the time I can get to you or do what I need to or convince the DA that, you know, there's a problem here, you've been in jail or you've been in this system for six to eight months, mm -hmm. easy. It's a waste of time. We're wasting time. I win too much. We're wasting I should money. not be winning this, this. The fact that I win so often means the system is wrong all the time. I That's only win when they're wrong. I win all the time. This brother's only got one jury trial under his belt. I told him every word <laughs> to say. He said it. He won in a case where he should have been found guilty of something. Oh, he was guilty. He was found with a wow. mountain of marijuana and a gun, but because the police refused to just tell the truth, we played and he's not, he's clearly lying. He's clearly lying. And once somebody's clearly lying, you can't, it's hard to rehabilitate them. So we wow. need to, we just need to educate them. I don't think they're even meaning bad things. I just think they, they need to be educated, right? Mm -hmm. And if lawyers were looking over, over their shoulders a little closer, I think they would be so much more efficient at what they did. Well, I think they feel like people are looking over their shoulders too much. That's the I, argument that I get. I, that we are, we should be. We should. I we have to. Right. We have to we listen. Live I, somebody over their needs shoulders. right. Somebody needs to live over ours, over mine. Right. Everyone like we, has to be accountable. Exactly. exactly. That's the point. <laughs> no of the one government. is above the law. Exactly. And Except the law. Uh, no. The point of the point of the, the point way, of the current the way is set up. Well, uh, yes, that's, that's because I don't think our checks we actually use as checks. Right. Mm. The government is supposed to check itself. Right. That's why you have to work together because the only way that our forefathers actually wanted things to change. Because if not, Ooh. then one person, one side can always <laughs> run things. No, we don't work together enough, and that's why change is slow. So 
I don't want to get off education too quick because I feel like we kind of went down. Okay, come on. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> no, no, you're fine. I just because I want to go back. Yeah, I my know, bad. Because like this is something that I truly believe in more than I like. He knows all I ever talk about is if if we just cared more about education, it's the first step to solving not a lot of clearly problems. not all the problems we have as a society. But being educated can get us over some of these humps. Like, hey, the election was stolen. I don't know. I'm. Like, I'm not being funny now, but if I, you know, if we had better education, maybe people wouldn't believe that the elections are stolen. Is all I'm trying to say. So, you know, um, just for our viewers, because listen, not everybody knows Philly, right? Philly's, we do, but they don't. Mm -hmm. So, what, in your opinion, what is education like in Philly, right? The public education system. I mean, we have a struggling public education system. We do not invest enough money in our children. That has been my long fight forever. We don't we don't pay teachers enough. We don't have enough support staff. Our buildings aren't good. They need to be upkept. But people made decisions not to do that yeah. for generations. Yeah. The reason we have um, poor air quality, schools with mold and asbestos is because someone made a decision, a policy, a policy decision, not to do the investments on the infrastructure of our school system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is crazy. It's documented. <laughs> and now here we are yeah. with less money trying to fix buildings that have been deteriorating for decades. We have um, a growing population. Mm-hmm. We don't have enough teachers. We don't pay teachers enough. You want somebody to go to school for four to six years right. to come out, make $45,000 to chase kids nah. around all day. <laughs> <laughs> right? Then work in the building right. with all of these concerns, problems. Yeah, yeah. From eight to three, then go home and check homework as well, and do after-school programs for forty-five, fifty-five thousand dollars a year. But you Kendra, got to they be get kidding. they get summers off. You need a summer <laughs> off. <laughs> you know, I, I they mean, get summers off. It's not most, that hard. It's reality, not that hard. A large number of teachers still have summer jobs. No, no, I know. I'm, no, and I'm and, only and they work in bars. They do all other they, jobs yeah. because keep in mind you're graduating with a hundred thousand dollars worth of debt. <laughs> yeah. You can't buy a house. Correct. You're paying back student loans, mm-hmm. you know, and we don't pay people enough. Like, we have to care more about our kids. And the only way we can show it is about making investments in education. We have no problems investing in everything else. Everything. Right. Everything. Because everything. I, but, but in my opinion, it's just because everything else shows shows return fast. Right? It does. The, the education we, is, is a long term return. What we see right now in Philadelphia. Yeah. Thank you. What we see right this now in Philadelphia is the return oh. on investment. Oh, no, I Keep agree. Governor Corbett back in 2008, I think the number is right, he divested billions of dollars from public education. When you do the mm. math, those children that came up through that system are our shooters and folks that are filling up our prison systems right now. So we are, we did an investment. We chose what we wanted to pay for. We wanted to pay for prisons because nobody had problems. The state didn't have problems building prisons yes. across the county to Correct. send our kids from Philly across the county for other places in the Commonwealth to make money. Sure. Correct. How do we fix it? What do we do now that the money is there, now that the problem is there? I think one thing in government that kind of bugs me is that when we when we do something we may change a law to try and fix like to try and fix the idea right but the problem is we never actually fixed the original problem that the first yeah, law, yeah. lack of the law created you can't just change the law and say okay well now this is going to fix it no you have to go 
you have to change the law first. Hope for the best because it's there's a lot of things when you put in a law, it's never going to work perfectly because there are imperfect people within it. Fine. That's understood. But we are never going to give ourselves a chance if we don't fix the original problem. Like the people who are uh, disen- in, uh, disenfranchised now because of the lack of money, we have to help them now while they need that help. So that's my question. Is How it do just we do money? Both. Do you think it's just money? It's, in your opinion? At this point, is everything. Like yeah. money. Would money help, I should say. Money would help. But right now we have a teacher shortage. How do you think we can solve that? Is my question. Is the again? Is it promising to pay teachers more? Because what I think I see a lot of is people aren't even going to school to be teachers now. Right? Why would, you, why, why would you? No, no, listen, why would you? No, no. I agree. I right. mean, honestly, you could not. And this is no disrespect to teachers, right? But you cannot go to school and get a job that pays that, and yeah. you cannot have to have the debt and all the other issues that you're talking about. And so, we have teachers that are walking away from the classroom. I was going to say, what's the because, incentive? Right. So we need to. And I hate we use this often to we use this phrase so often reimagine, but the problem is we have no imagination of what education. Could oh, be. I agree. Amen. You know, like if even if the money came down the pike, mm-hmm. what will we do with it? And when I think about, right. I, I said a lot about Philadelphia schools, but there were rural schools across oh. the Commonwealth that are worse off than some of our schools. <laughs> you don't have to tell me. And that's you where talked I'm from, about why people believe that the election was what because those same children. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Didn't get what they needed in our education system. But those same, some of those same smaller counties are making money hand over fist off a prison system. And they still chose not to invest Mm -hmm. in education. Sure. And I think one, there's multiple things we need. We need to elect folks to give a damn. Amen. Because if you don't send your kids to public (laughs) school, you don't understand what it's about. You don't care about that. Right. You know, like you cut a check to pen select or whatever, friend select, pen, whatever, and it's over. <laughs> I'm done with it, right? Yep, right Pay yep. for a nanny, au pairs, and all that. And I'm not knocking what people no, no, with no, money no. do. Of course. But the reality, that's not the majority. Right. So until we care about the majority of our kids, Correct. we won't see a difference. And I think it takes everybody. You talked about, you talked about almost like Robin Hood. Yeah. Like everybody <laughs> has to pay their fair share. Exactly. And I know it gets hard, but listen. <laughs> As you say, as you begin to climb up, the you see the taxes are huge. When I looked at my, I'm like, who, is, who are these people? Right, right. <laughs> right. But the reality is, like, there are people that are way above where we are. They're yes. not. Oh, yeah. Them dollars mm-hmm. is taken out of those <laughs> billions of dollars won't hurt them at all. I just introduced something around wealth tax, and I got a lot of pushback, right? Oh, I'm sure. Because the problem is we have no problem taxing people's wages. Mm. Who are wage workers? Oh, of course. Mm. Everyday people. Of course. Mm. This particular bill is taxing your wealth. So we're talking about your investment money that's sitting there. We're talking, what is it, $4 on a thousand? You're not going to miss that. <laughs> Let me that's ask less you. Less than Starbucks. That's, How that do you, um, that's so a, I have what, a question. What was that bill? But I have a question. How do you, uh, Propose to do that. So, like, I think if, she said it was a bill, right? No, yes, yeah. yeah, we won't. We, we're waiting I, on a hearing for it. Oh, okay. No, no. But what I'm, I'm pause. No one's moving quickly. But what I'm that. asking is, so let <laughs> they me know how to sit me in a corner. Like, I just yeah, want to hash it out. So, like, if you're gonna tax investments, what does that mean? So that means that we're taxing stocks and bonds. Mm-hmm. And how? 
just by holding them or is it if you take loans on them? Or no, interest? no, no. When you file your taxes mm-hmm. and you have to report on it, yeah, that yeah. will make the determination how much you would owe okay. to the city. Is it like a percentage of your holdings or something yeah, it's like that? It's like 0.004. Oh, Jesus. That's a lot. <laughs> you have four dollars on sorry, the I tend yeah, to be a, I that's tend a sarcasm. To, I tend to be sarcastic. That's and I'm said. Sorry. That's, listen, I can run it down. Less than Starbucks. Yeah, no, no, guys, I'm joking. Less it's not than a, lot. a beer. <laughs> yeah. Right. And in some places it could be less than a soda. Yeah. And that 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 you're right. That would be a lot of money. Like that little percentage. That's the that's the great thing about when you're wealthy, is that like you Tru- won't notice Truly, it. you're not going to notice it. So let me ask you this. Is there any chance it passes? I mean, I know it's Philly, and there's more chance that it passes in Philly. But in your opinion, is there any chance? There's always a chance. I, keep yeah, in mind, this answer. is something that was already on the books. <laughs> oh, okay. So it was on the books, I think, 1997. Um, and, you know, people lobbied against it and got it removed. Oh, of course. And it was a state thing before it was a city thing. So Philadelphia uh, was the last people to rescind that. So it's not something new. It's about reintroducing Got something it. that's needed. When we right. see our Commonwealth is struggling. So you know, that's like we- the one thing, too. I mean, because um, I know we kind of want to get into Shapiro, too. Um, am I wrong to assume you back Shapiro? Yes, I am okay. supporting Fair Shapiro. Fair enough. I just, again, I don't put words in people's mouths. So um, the one thing Mastriano wants to get rid of is property taxes. Now, and hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Hold on. I know. Because I'm trying to, again, like, this is me trying to figure this stuff out for myself. And then, figure like, I put it in perspective. How is anybody else supposed to figure this out? You know, just right. if you're not paying attention. So, listen, I understand the idea behind getting rid of property taxes, right? I do. I just, like, peep, you know, older citizens who can't afford it or losing their homes. I don't know how big of a problem that is, by the way. But that's the argument I hear. But then the flip side is all that money goes to education. Am I wrong? Or is that yes. is that accurate, right? Yes, property taxes directly. So, so you want to remove that and and do give out free checks. And, and do what? So my I mean here's I guess checks. I guess here's my question. Do you think getting rid of property taxes without somehow filling that hole is even responsible at this point? It's completely irresponsible. That's all. Thank you. I mean even I, our most I wealthiest like our wealthiest <laughs> school districts are funded off of Real estate taxes. Real estate, exactly. And and so some of our best school districts in this Commonwealth benefit because their property taxes are high are, because of, of course. the value of their homes are oh, high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to the point that our seniors would lose out, that's why here in Philadelphia we have all of these programs that help assist low income, especially seniors, maintain their property taxes True. where they are. So there are things that could be done, but just removing property taxes is irresponsible. <laughs> Thank you. All right. That's a, There's no way. Man. I can't even imagine someone would agree to that. I mean, well, how, how do you, when you're, when you're talking with these people, obviously you have to, you know, get people from the other side to agree with you so that we can vote well, these you? things I, in. So this is, is a super question that, real quick. Do you have any Republicans on the on yeah, we have two. Oh, okay. Sorry, I, I was just yeah. We I, have two Republicans. I was like, be council. careful. I, there might not be anybody on the other side. Well, but if everybody if everybody agreed, right, then it would just pass. Which one? On right for so for this this bill. That's what that's, tax, what I'm, that's what I'm asking. That's what I'm asking. Pretty you. controversial. That's yeah, what I, that's yeah. what I'm saying. What are what Wait, are the okay? So let me back up. We talked the, about this earlier. Like in order to get like elected, people write you checks. Mm-hmm. Right. Who writes checks? People that are going to be affected. Okay. Fair enough. I'm just, Fair enough. Fair enough. Yep. Right to the point. Yeah, but I right. checked with my rich people, and they thought. 
$4 off $1,000 when it's your retirement money that you're living off sure. of right now Right. on top of your pension is not bad making sure that the person that's coming to take care of you as you age in your house could read your medicine and give you the right medicine. Yep. Yeah. Like if you put it down to like right. basics. Sure. Just the basics. Like there are things that need to be invested in and we all have to take responsibility for the next generation. And the next generation is important because I, as I get older myself, <laughs> you know, I, I want to make sure not just my kids are good, but all children right. are good because those are the folks that I'm going to depend on to care for my loved ones. Mm-hmm. Sure. And me. So to cook to, your food. I said that to my friend. You the like other to go day. to fine dining and restaurants. A lot of those folks are low wage workers. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, so how can we create, you know, a city where everyone gets to live and thrive here? And living and thriving, you said that something similar earlier. It's not on the same level. No. Everybody's not gonna be a six figure person or seven. Mm-mm. We're always gonna have low wage workers, but how do we take care of them? How low the wages are? How right. can people can afford to take care of their families and live productive lives, right. not just here in the city, in right. the Commonwealth? Right, right, right. So here, here's, a, here's a question I actually have is that I think sometimes, so when we talk about uh, the minimum wage, right, we need to raise that to, to, to something, but that really is only going to affect people working for the government, right? Most people don't work for the government. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So even well, if we do federal minimum wage so it needs to be raised not just at a local i mean at a well, state level yeah, yeah. no that, i'm sorry that was kind of my point though like yeah. uh, most of us work like privately though right like unless you work for the federal government which is i'm making this number up i can't imagine it be more than 30 no, percent what the of like how many people work for the, like what percentage of our country like it's not it's a, a large small one percentage. Small yeah, it's a small percentage I mean, so it's a big not, number but it's a small right percentage. that's that so like I don't. I believe there are more people that the problem is what you're really fighting. The reason why we need the government is because corporate greed will always exist, right? The millionaires and billionaires. The reason why we went into business is to make money, right? And then once we make money, we are never the ones. The business owners are never going to be the ones that feel the squeeze. When when COVID hit, and I had to start, you know, tightening down. Okay, we all felt it. Mm-hmm. But all I did was grind it hard, which put the squeeze on somebody else. Yes. Yeah. Right. So it kind of it always flows downhill. And then once maybe that's what I'm saying. So we talked about it. Go ahead, Alice. The concept of trickle down and economics is what's right. Cra- like I was getting ready to say a word. <laughs> no, no, say the word. It's bullshit. Thank you. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> we get, you ain't got to be. Because I, to your point. When you're up here and you don't feel it, it's not trickling down. Right. Dude, was you're I not it, just say it? You're saving just it talk- in investments. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, right. And hiding it away somewhere. Right. In the meantime, the people that work not directly for you, but somewhere in your businesses mm-hmm. are struggling, barely making it to work every day. And you're right. stashing those are the ones, Exactly. And those are the ones that are feeling the punch. Absolutely. Right. And that's why I keep it like I, I try Triple and keep this small. But like I, I can't even really hire anyone else because the truth is I don't have enough money to give somebody else like full time what what I think would be fair. Correct. Right. I would basically just be able to you know by the time I have to pay everything I have to pay. Truth is I'm not rich enough to do it yet. I, <laughs> like, I get it. So it it is hard, and I that's the part that makes me understand the business owner. But like when they're billionaires, it's 
it's the same idea, but they're, they're not being realistic anymore. Like, dog, come on, come on. You need to cut your prices down right now. That's really what it is. Like if gas is going up mm-hmm. and everybody's blaming the government, Government they're making money. Except the gas companies make <laughs> right. It's a private company. And they and listen, everyone talks about this idea of supporting people that are in need, right? Or supporting um, the less fortunate. No one talks about the billions and billions of dollars that we offer rich people in tax cuts. That's the biggest source of welfare that we have. No one talks about that. Correct. You know, exactly. And I think a lot of times maybe lay people that don't really get into don't understand. Like Mm -hmm, when I'm always coming in, like these people get all kinds of tax breaks from everyone, from the city, from the state, from the federal government. They get to hide their taxes. So we hired the president, didn't pay tax and didn't have to show them. Right. But I mean, like it's the way that taxes work, though. Right. It's not to hide like trying to say this correctly. So essentially I don't think they're doing illegal things, but the problem is they should be. Right? right? You're it's nobody. Nobody. Right? No, it's not illegal. It's not illegal. It's immoral. It's immoral. It, there you it's go. It's Very different. Right. Exactly. I've right. learned the difference about what's legal. Except, but <laughs> most most things are legal. But the whole and you point. <laughs> the whole point is we already know what we we already know we Robin Hood in this, bro. You ain't going like it. So since you can't do it yourself, we gonna have to do it for you. Yep. That's the only way. People with more money are going to give it away as if we take it. That's it. And, and you ain't going to run on no, I want to pay more tax. Like, ain't nobody going to want to pay more taxes ever. It's not going to happen. But All they right. don't have problem taxing everyday people, though. No. Oh, never. No, no, no. Because, it, because then people can use words like fair when it's not. Like, right. it's, it's, I, I had a conversation where somebody was running. I won't his name, but he, he, he was running on the Democratic Party. And I had a conversation with him. About his education policy? About his education policy. (laughs) And he said, well, listen, if you just give everybody the same amount of money, then that's that's fair. I'm like, sir, that's not fair. That's not fair. Everybody's not on the same level right Right. now. We don't have to talk about fair. Let's talk about equitable. Yeah, Right. Like, how how could you? And he said to me, well, if you go to uh, run up that steps and one person is in a wheelchair, but they both can get up the steps, like, isn't that fair? No. I'm like, sir, get up. Please get out of my face with, with this because- if me and you stood right here and we raced, would you feel fair? Would you think you give yourself a fair chance? You you wouldn't. Does that feel fair? You see, like what I'm learning in my job is that it is so easy to see injustice when it's pointed at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but when it's pointed at anybody else, people seem to get blinded by like, I'm not as fair. I'm like, okay, let me make it unfair for you. So, oh, uh, so now I want to touch on a tough topic, I guess. Oh. Not really, because it's just more political talk. Um, so all we keep here, especially with the election season, uh, and I've been wanting to ask someone from Philly this, right? So you, you get the lucky. You're the lucky one. Because crime is so bad in Philly. Mm-hmm. And I say that, and I'm being sarcastic, right? And I, I'm sorry if I am, because I know crime's always a problem. But I'm also so sick of hearing, you know, everybody needs to be tough on crime. Now this election is tough on crime. I'm tough on crime. You're tough on crime. We're all tough on crime. So a couple part question. First, I mean, you know, if you look at the stats, sure, I guess Philly has worse crime right now. But in my opinion, it's not really much worse than it's ever been. Okay, crime will happen. Okay, the fact that you might have 10 more shootings this year in a city as big as Philly and you're trying to tell me that there's this crazy problem. Listen, I'm, I'm not saying that there's not a problem, but I'm so sick of people 
especially on the Republican ticket, using this as a way to um, get elected, right? Right. Now, in your opinion, I mean, is is there really – and I have a follow-up question because it's actually about um, Larry Krasner and just kind of your thoughts on something that's going on that I think is insane. Not with him. Um, but is in your opinion, do you think crime is much worse than it's ever been in Philly? Is it something – that people should really be paying attention to when they're voting, right? Or is it something that you believe they're using just as like a, just another talking point? I think crime is an issue in Philadelphia and has always been an issue. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of folks that are using it as a talking point aren't looking at it. I think there's an investigative study that shows that the percentage increase in Philadelphia in crime is far less than what we see in some of the surrounding counties. Okay where the increase is significantly greater sure. than what we've seen here in Philadelphia. But no one's going to tell you that story because it will be against. <laughs> of course. You know, and I'm glad you brought this to me because, you know, I lived through the war on drugs, you know, and all of these other things. And I know what that meant. Exactly. That That's meant a tough on crime. that everybody like. that I know that mm -hmm. looks like me, male or female, mm -hmm. anything you do, you're in jeopardy of losing your life. And when I say losing your life, I mean death by incarceration. Mm -hmm. Because once you get into the system, it's so hard to get out. You oh, can't yeah. get a job. You lose your kids. You know, you can lose your certifications or all of these things. It mm -hmm. changes your life completely. And I've had so many people in my generation affected by that. Mm -hmm. So when I stand strong on what we need to do and I start talking about public safety, my public safety model is very different than what people talk about every day. True. I've lived through over-policing yeah. to the point until I started driving my city car, mm -hmm. I always felt the threat of getting pulled over and harassed. Sure. You know, that's my reality as a woman yeah, yeah, yeah. of a certain age. Mm -hmm. Just imagine my husband. You know what I mean? Your kids. My kids. Yeah. yeah. Can you I, know? Can I and it's real. Right my now? daughter drives a Malibu with tinted windows. It's gold <laughs> 2022. Like, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give you some quick tips. But in Philadelphia, my question in Philadelphia, do they have all. Uh, Cameras, body cameras, and cameras on the cars? We have body cameras. I'm not sure if all the cars have the cameras on the cars, but we do have body cameras. Yeah, in, in my opinion, there should never be, an, like, if, if, the, if the police are doing something, it should be recorded by them. Like, that, it is, it's the first thing that should be watching them. We have the technology, guys. Let's use what we have, and we could, we don't need to physically watch them. We have cameras now. So, like, that, that. We allows. also have to make sure that we can have access to those records. Like, oh, who's absolutely. in charge oh, of viewing those body cameras? And sometimes, you know, we start talking about body cameras and not looking into the fine print. Yeah, who stores them, who handles them. Who stores them, them, who handles them, who has access. And well, I think we would. We have I mean, we've been through that. We've had them destroy I, I it. I can imagine. Destroy it. Disappear. Destroy it on accident. Yes. Okay? Yes. And they knew the system was. So, and, I mean, this is one and, of our big And then grades. the judge will not throw the I'm, Judge. Yeah. Judge, when the watchers aren't being watched, what I'm, Who's what I'm supposed to do? What do we do? I, this is the remedy. You're supposed to throw this out. But again, I think the problem is we need to make sure that uh, we just need to make sure that we don't overreact. If if the right one does throw it out, what I would hate to have happen is for their reputation. If let's say something happens and they say, you know what, sorry, I I'm gonna stick to the law. If that person gets out and does something, that is not on that judge. That no. is not that judge's responsibility to keep somebody in because of fear that they might do something in the future. Legally, you're not supposed to be doing that. No. 
but it happens. It, it always it, happens. But it needs to stop. I totally agree. Back to this conversation between what's legal <laughs> and what's right, immoral. <laughs> yeah. So I know we're running out of time, and I want to give time for Shapiro. But at the the last question is, how do you feel as a council person uh, for uh, Republicans trying to impeach your district attorney? That's where I was going with this because crime's I so bad. I had a, I had a <laughs> yeah, crime, that's what I mean. It didn't. It wasn't something about him, but it involves him. So, how do you feel being from Philly? I don't know if you voted for him, but I, I know I you am might be a Larry Krasner supporter. Oh, there you go. So, support. how do you feel about it? And then, you know, like for me, from the beginning, <laughs> this was bigger than Larry, mm. as the only third-party elected official, official in the city of Philadelphia mm. with strong opinions. That Republicans don't believe in. So when you, across the state, don't agree with me, whether it's the wealth tax, whether it's on public safety, you can make a decision and ease bubble fuck about what (laughs) I'm doing here in Philadelphia and impeach me. Thank you. That is completely ridiculous. And I think I was just totally appalled about the whole thing. Like I, Fair enough. I wanted to bring it up on prior podcasts, but I was like, you know what? I'll save I'll save it because maybe we'll have a guest that it'll be. And I was like, what a better person that because yeah. I know the answer. That's what I said. This is it's bigger insane. Than, it's it's insane. bigger than Larry Krasner. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. think, you know, when elected officials felt that was OK, yeah. I'm like, did you read the small print? That's, Do you realize that this has an effect and an impact on all of us? It's like, not about Larry. That's what I mean. It's right, about right, protecting right. our democracy. So they can and come and And as soon as we you? start teetering and tattering and picking and choosing and picking now you're good. And you being immoral, <laughs> based on people's judgments and what you think is right, when right. we allow people to go against our democracy, we have failed. Exactly. Yes. We have Thank failed you. in government when we don't lead by the democratic process that you talked about our forefathers created. Yeah. And this Correct. is definitely a, a political stuff. Yeah. It is. Thank you. It but is. I, I, so, uh, and yeah, one, go ahead, go ahead. just no, one, no, just one. I was gonna say, since we have a couple minutes left, you know, we're in Pennsylvania. We have a huge election coming up next week. Am I? I better be right. Tuesday, November Tuesday. 8th. <laughs> yeah, go Tuesday. to the polls. One of the biggest, at least I think, races, at least from what we've discussed, is governor because we know the makeup of the state. Who are you supporting? Now's your time, right? Because we're running out of time. So, who are you supporting? Who do you like, and why? I am supporting Josh Shapiro. And I think for, in the beginning, people was like, how did you end up supporting Josh Shapiro? Because we have not always agreed mm-hmm. on criminal justice reform. Why not? If you, if you don't mind. I mean, I'd love like, to hear why, first, why. I mean, like, I support formerly incarcerated people. I'm, like, I've done a lot of work around abolition of prisons. Mm-hmm. You know, when I first met Josh, he was like, he's the top cop. I said, that's not the right legal thing. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Got um, it. But he was willing to sit down and have real conversations, not just mm-hmm. with me with formerly incarcerated people, with mm-hmm. some of the juvenile lifers just that came home, mm-hmm. some of the parents, some of the people that was, I'm going to make, commutated? Commuted. Com- mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, one yeah, of yeah. It, I think they're, I think you're right. Though. I, I, the, we know what you mean. Yeah, Commuted. so, you know. Commute, doesn't matter. And I said, <laughs> my endorsement and support from you is going to come after you support, sit down and talk to my people. Mm-hmm. And he was willing to have long months worth of conversation and doing policy work, and his current policy was crafted between his staff and those folks. Mm-hmm. And he was able to win my endorsement because, like, I'm not co-signing on anything. I work too hard to get in the seat, and I give zero <laughs> fucks about a lot of stuff. Yeah. But I care about my name, of course, and I care about my people. And he knows this. He was he, and I hold him to it. Mm-hmm. Like we we laugh about it now, but I'm like, 
Don't make me look bad. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's, that's exactly. What, that, exactly. See, that's exactly what I was saying. And I yeah. said, you know, there's, there's really only two things in life that you that no can't nobody take away. It's your name and your word. Exactly. And I don't play about neither one of them. If it came out of my mouth, I meant it. Now, I will apologize if you bring me some information that I was wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm not above being wrong. But I don't like to lie. Mm-hmm. And it bothers me that as a lawyer, the first thing everybody thinks and says, which they say is a joke. Yeah, you're a professional but, liar. Oh, mm-hmm. you lie all the time. You're I'm a like, professional. You get paid to lie. I never lie. What are you doing? Like, literally, my job is to ask questions. A question can't be a statement, so I can't even <laughs> lie. Like, well, but, I look at lawyers different. I'm encouraging my daughter to do so because she's a good debater. Mm-hmm. And she will hold you to the fire. Talk, so I was like, I think you should stand your ground. Stand her ground every time. So, but like the reason I decided to support Josh Shapiro was that he was willing to have that real talk. Like I said, our first right. conversation, he started with Top Cop, and I was like, yeah, that's not it. Yeah. <laughs> and we moved from there. I respect and he that was he was genuine. Willing. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it was hard conversations. Mm-hmm. It was all, some tears. Because it's real life stories. When I talk about these, I'm talking about people I know. Right. You know, people that I break bread with. And Mm -hmm. he realized, and just who he is, Mm kind of exuded through our months, years of conversation around this. Sure. And so, you know, that's what we need in a governor. And I'm sounding like the doggone commercial, but I feel... (laughs) (laughs) If I'm a co-signer on a politician, I want to be able to say that in my heart, I felt that that was the right thing to do. Fair enough. Besides, the other guys crazy too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was gonna, I, I was gonna say, you know, did you get that opportunity to sit down with Doug? Why? I didn't listen. Okay. Usually, I believe, I believe in meeting with both people on both sides of the conversation. He wouldn't dare meet with me anyway. But understand. like, understand? We're right. completely on polar opposites. Oh, like, yeah, you right. cannot be against a woman's right to choose. You cannot be a. Yeah. No. Fair enough. Right. I have no fair no enough. Words right, we got too much. We got too 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 long to go with <laughs> right. that. So that too but, much room to make. Yeah, up. But I get it. <laughs> Kendra, Councilwoman Brooks, I appreciate your time. Thank I hope you that you come so back. Much. I hope that this is the start of you coming through here, letting us know when you need us. You 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 have my number. You you need me, call me. Will do. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I'll check in again. This was fun. I know. I have more questions. You have to come back. <laughs> well. This is the person. My folks is here. This schedule time, I'll come. I'll gladly come back. Thank, thank you, you. Right. very thank much. You. Thank you, thank you, and thank you. Guys. I had a dream, got a team. Now they do this all day. George Floyd, Breonna Taylor was a monster. We fight and shed light, so bright to fight injustice. The pink is big and small. We want them all. Please confront us. Questions on the law, JJ. Who you call? Come and get your justice. Fighting.